Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. And I have a guest that is living very sparked in her second half. She is actually 59. She started something new two years ago. And I think it's amazing. I want you to hear her story because it's something you might want to do. Not necessarily that you want to do it for a business, but her business is helping so many people. And it's so cool. So when she reached out to me about being on my podcast and I saw what she did, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Get on here and let's talk about it. And in our conversation, what I learned is she and I have a lot of similarities, but she's somebody who is on a mission. She has a purpose. She has a North Star and it exudes from her. And that is enough to give you a spark. And I loved my time with her. She is from New Zealand. She has a great accent. So I would love to introduce you to her and see how what she does might help you and your family. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Today, my guest is Nicola. I want to say Nicola, but it's it's Nicola. Nicola Kane and Nicola has uh, the most amazing business. I am so excited. She actually reached out to me. I have a podcast application. And when somebody comes along and they have a really neat business, I get really excited. And we've had a little bit of an issue trying to get our our schedules synced up. And last time we were had a thunderstorm that that we were talking and but today the stars are aligning and she is here. And she, I can't wait to hear her story and let her talk about what she does that's so unusual and so, so important. So welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Laurie. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm yeah, looking forward to our chat because as I've told you, I'm very passionate about what I do. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing that with your viewers. Yes. And Nicola, has an accent you might have noticed she's from New Zealand that's on my bucket list by the way to go to New Zealand oh, great. good good you must come you must come yes <laughs> it's a long trip <laughs> it Virginia. is a long trip yeah, yeah. Um, but it's worth it yes. I promise you yes it's really yeah we, we're very blessed to live in such a beautiful place Lord of the Rings is one of my most favorite uh, movies series and uh yeah I I just Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, 
it's just beautiful the place places that were filmed um for that yeah. movie well, there's yeah lots of lots of uh tours you can do around that here so oh and and the studios uh where workshop studios are here in wellington where i live uh and you can go and tour around there and see the models being made and yeah it's it's great oh my gosh you'll, oh, oh you'll be even human. more reason to put it put it yeah on my list sooner rather than later. So why don't you just do a short introduction? We'll get into your backstory about how you came to do this, but just okay. touch on like what you do. Right. Okay. So I create life story video memoirs so that stories don't get lost or forgotten. There are far too many stories that get lost or forgotten when loved ones pass away. And my mission is to save as many family stories and memories on video as possible. And the reason I use video rather than uh, writing or audio, although you can use audio in the mix with some photos as voiceover, uh, but the reason I love video so much to save family memories is because you get the full personality, the true essence of the person captured. So it's not just about the story, it's about the storyteller. So you see the real person and their works and their kind of you know the intonation of their voice the whole person comes alive with video more than just you you know you get the facts and the dates and the event times and things when you read an autobiography but with a memoir on video you get the whole person yeah so you're yeah. you have a kind of a double meaning of your business right yeah moving exactly. memories it's exactly. about it's because it moves us. That's right. And That's it's how the name came about. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I, I love little word meanings. I'm a big <laughs> word person. So yeah. tell us how you came to do this. And I always like hearing about how people came up with the idea. And yeah. and oftentimes it's something that they were meant to do always. Uh, and they're using some sort of skills that they've developed. Or uh, I also like to tell people that it's you, you can't if you have an interest in something, you can develop a new skill, right? Exactly. But but yeah, something that that you know something about or have a passion about. So I yeah, can you share that? Sure, I can. Yeah. So um, my background is in IT training, communications, and website design I did for many years as well and then I moved into video um, as a result of the communications role I was in um, I was doing some interviews with people and uh, mainly from a business perspective so I created um, an, my other brand which I still run love to video which is all about creating small business brand stories and when I was running that business you know I was I was sharing stories about how people came to do their business just as you're doing here um and, and they were used for promotional purposes and then in 2018 uh my father passed away he was a very active 77 year old who had a stroke followed by seizures and went downhill very quickly could no longer communicate with us or do anything for himself and he died at 78 um and we never saved his story. And it, it hit me at his funeral. We were sitting listening to um, the beautiful eulogy from his cousin, who had he'd been friends, long lifetime friends, as well as his cousin. They'd been friends um, since they were teenagers, and they used to get up to all sorts as teenagers. And I heard these stories that I'd never heard before. And I thought, 
oh my gosh, if only I could have been telling those stories, how amazing would that be? I mean, it was nice to have his cousin sharing it, but it just hit me that, you know, there must be a lot of other people who have these same regrets. So Moving Memories was born. I thought, I've got to save stories. I've got to help people save their stories using video so that people get to know the real person before it's too late. Yeah, that's so profound because my grandfather died when I was, uh, gosh, 25. And so I, I, even though I was a young, I I was pregnant with my second and he had quite a storied military career, Mm -hmm. but I didn't become interested in that until I got late. Uh, You know, as we grow older, yeah, I think we're more interested in history. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Like oh, we have our own history at that point. But when you're young, you're just like you, most of us, unless we're old souls. I think uh, don't pay attention to that. Yeah, and it's no. interesting because on Veterans Day, I decided to Google him because I was just looking for a picture because I know there's a picture on the internet of him, and this most interesting story came up that I had no idea of. So I knew my my grandfather was a two-star general and I knew he helped make the atomic bomb. He lived in wow. New Mexico. Uh, and so I never had to have a discussion with him about how he felt about that. But knowing my grandfather, who is a wonderful human being, I just couldn't ever put kind of that context to it. No, yeah. And this article said that he was a witness and testified against Harry Truman. There was actually a trial uh, for, I think, a treason trial for Harry Truman, who uh, he was acquitted. But mm-hmm. my grandfather was one of the primary people for the prosecution that testified against him because he committed crimes against humanity. In my grandfather's opinion, he had other choices than to drop the atomic bomb, but he chose what he felt to be, you know, just an unthought through decision. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when you say this, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I just had the ability to capture his story, to interview him, to ask him questions about his life, how different that would have been. Yeah. Yeah. To have those treasured memories. Yeah. And if he was anything like my dad, he was probably quite modest about his accomplishments and things. And yeah, that's, that's, I think, a great part of, of when you start interviewing someone, you, you know, they start sharing what they've done and they don't realize how much they've impacted the world um, with their uh, history. But they, yeah, it, I mean, everyone has a story and everyone makes yeah. an impact. But uh, when it's, when it's something like that, wow, imagine if you had been able to interview him. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and he was yeah, raised amazing. by his grandparents on a farm in Wisconsin. So I have no idea, like, oh. that whole backstory. So so speaking of backstory, your backstory, you you clearly had some technical abilities. You were comfortable with video. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people our age, well, I should say Nicola is, and she's okay with me saying this, she's 59, started this yeah. a couple of years ago, so very, very late in life pivot, which I love. Uh, but a lot of people our age are really uncomfortable or think, I, I'm not so good with the tech. And so one yeah. question I had is, when did you get, because we didn't have tech in our life. 
no. <laughs> when we were younger. Right. It wasn't a choice right. that we would make uh, yeah. when we were coming out of college. So how did you kind of get into that? And what kept you from, you know, being afraid of doing that? Um, I did an amazing training course um, in Australia, actually. I went across to Australia and I did this uh, incredible course with a company called Girl Director. And she's all about empowering women uh, behind the camera, which I love, of course, uh, because she had come through um, television and was always kind of kept to the background um, for her direct, but she was a fantastic director. Uh, but she she was kept to the background and she's now on, you know on a mission to help women particularly share um their skills behind the camera so she had the experience she had the passion and um i learned so much from her and i'm still learning from her so uh, i think yeah her name's rachel um and i think she she was the influence behind um me starting and she helped me a lot uh, the other thing, I suppose, um, was really just testing things out, trying things out. I started small. I started using my phone initially. I started just, and, and in the days when I started, we're talking five years ago, the phones were okay, uh, but uh, not as good as they are today. And then I moved up to a DSLR and I got the lights and the microphones and, and all of that added in. So I, I learned my skills through um really self-taught i suppose mostly during the last five years and i think because i love talking to people and i have a communications background and a small business background i'm i'm used to dealing with people so um that was no problem and i did a lot of research um, about family history i connected with genealogists um i have quite a few friends now who are genealogists or in the family history field. So um, I kind of, you know, just learned on, on the, on the job, I guess. And that's sort of my, my career has been that way. My whole career has been learning on the job. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I don't have a, a degree and, and I'm proud of that actually. Neither and do I. I. Um, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, um, and my daughter says to me, oh, you know, I'm never going to get paid enough if I don't get a degree because she's never been to uni either. And I said, hey, no, that's not true. <laughs> you you, you have the university of life here that is teaching you a lot more. That's just my opinion, you know. Especially in, in this day and age. There are so uh, many absolutely. options. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the debt that they build up. Anyway, that's another whole story. Yeah, I went three yeah, years I, I, and I left. Yeah, I went three years and left because nothing that I was taking interested me That's and then right. I had a broken heart. So I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so many leave university with these qualifications that they never use. So both of my yeah. kids don't use their <laughs> degrees. Yeah. But they learned, I think, I think there is this social life aspect that is oh, helpful. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That they learned, Absolutely. I learned a lot about myself living with other people. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I, I did um, a lot of traveling when I was younger. So when I was 19, I left New Zealand and went and lived in the UK for 12 years. So that's kind of my my university of life was having to, you know, fend for myself and, and find a job. And, and, and in fact, bought my first property in Scotland, you know, at the age of 21 or something. So, yeah, it's um, there's lots of things that we do in our lives that, 
um, that experience. And so, so doing this job as, as um, a life story video, video producer is kind of an, a natural progression from all the work that I've done before, I think, because I'm just sharing stories about or helping people share their stories about how they got to where they are and what matters to them and what's what's some you know life lessons they've learned life experiences they've had have shaped them into the person they are and that's the stuff we want to capture that's the gold we, we don't necessarily need to know you know where they lived what school they went to although that's nice to have uh, we want to have a lot more than that we want to go deeper into their psyche and really find what makes them tick. and yeah, that's so what my it sounds does. sorry it sounds it sounds like you're doing the small business videos was just in the past 5 years is that right yes okay so when you made the decision not to go to university and to just go travel what drove you in that decision uh, my father was born in scotland so i had aunties and cousins there and um, I'd always wanted to go there and no one from the family had ever been back. And my darling Scottish grandmother, who was like the storybook grandma, she wore her hair in a little bun her whole life. Um, and she was so excited when I mentioned that I might be going and she just wanted me to go and see her sisters because she was uh, the middle of six girls. She was the middle one or middle-ish, and she just, she'd never seen them since she left Scotland in 1941 to come out to New Zealand. Sorry, 1945, they came out. Um, and she'd never seen them again. So she really, really wanted me to go and visit her family. So I guess I kind of went on a bit of a pilgrimage for her as well. Um, did she go with you? The, she's not, no, sadly, did she, no. Did did she go with you on the trip? Oh, did she go with, I thought you said, did she, is she still with you? No, no, she didn't go with me. My grandmother was profoundly deaf um, and she, yeah, she didn't travel much or, yeah, she was she was very much a homebody. So, uh, I yeah, I wouldn't have thought it would even cross her mind. In fact, I don't think she could fly because of her hearing problem. So, uh, yeah, she obviously followed my, you know, my journey. And in those days, you know, there was no internet speak of it was 1983 so uh I was only able to connect and uh, with her by the odd telephone call which cost a fortune in those days uh yes. and writing letters People so have no I, idea <laughs> yeah I I wrote a letter every time um I would meet with with family I would write a letter to her and just tell her who I'd met and and uh, yeah she just loved it she absolutely loved the connection that's great. Yeah. So what did you do? You went to see your sisters and what did, what did you do for work? You said you bought a property. So yeah, um, my first job, actually, I went before I left New Zealand, I was a legal secretary. That was what I left school. I went to do a secretarial course. And then I was a legal secretary in Wellington for a year or two year, no, only a year before I left. Um, and I got a legal secretary job in Glasgow, which was so different to working here um, I was in like a typing pool and everything was much more proper than 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 in New Zealand New Zealand's a very laid-back place as you probably know um, and uh, from there I it was just in the age of computers were starting to come in and um, 
I applied for a job with a computer company uh, called Data General. They're still around. And they were, um, it was my first job, was was working with them as a, a secretary. And then from there, I developed um, some skills in various computer systems that were all, you know, new. Email was only just coming out and things. And so I, I from there, went to, uh, got transferred to London um, and became a trainer of the computer systems. And yeah, those were the eighties were such fun times. We, you know, we 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 did a lot of working, but we did a lot of playing as well. I can tell you, we did. We had lots of great times. And I I won an employee of the year. Actually, I won with Data General um, and went to Austria on a magnificent trip that they shouted all the um, winners. Or there were several different categories, um, and. I was with Data General for 10 years over there doing IT training. And then I uh, went out on my own, decided um, I would do this training big on my own. And uh, when I came back to New... Oh, then I met my husband in Scotland when I went back to Scotland on a trip. And then I came back to New Zealand, set up my own training company here um, and, and then did a lot of contract work. Um, doing training and technical writing and from there then I had my daughter had a couple of years off and went back to work part-time and yeah and then I got involved with web design through another computer consultancy company and developed websites for a few years and then the videos came in oh and I did some communications work for a charity along the way as well uh, so yeah, it was. <laughs> I've had quite a varied career, I guess. Yeah, but it, but, it, but it was all to do with teaching people and working with working closely with people and getting to know who people were. Um, and I think I think that's helped me develop the skills that I have to interview people because yeah, I, I just love I just love getting to know people's stories. Yeah, um, I think everyone has a story. Our 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 stories are very similar. It's so crazy. Oh. I yeah, I started as administrative assistant, and uh-huh. I got promoted up into like because I was curious about the computers, and I started learning about the computers. Uh huh. And then I became because I had an English background, and I'd taken some English. You know, I was like an English ed major even though I didn't finish yeah. it uh and then I became a technical writer and a trainer same <laughs> same path exactly <laughs> yeah and then I went into project management from there uh but yeah so so similar so crazy. tell me because uh, one of the things I don't feel like I ever had a big purpose my kids were my purpose mm-hmm. And so as long mm. as I had my kids, working was kind of like, it's kind of like the opposite. My, you know, you'd like to have your work be your purpose. And then you yeah. have like a hob, like some hobby fun things on the side, yeah. work be your purpose and your thing. But my work was kind of like my little hobby <laughs> and my kids yeah, were like yeah. my purpose. So it was kind of like flipped upside down. But I just knew I loved being a mom. So when they left and then I didn't have a purpose anymore, it was like, and so but I I found in my career that there were things that I loved doing and always involved when I was with people and we were working together on a goal that was shared 
which kind of aligns with what I now do as a coach. Uh, and, and, and then I still do training, right. In my, in my yeah. program. So, so tell me, like, do you, how do you feel? Cause I feel like what you're doing right now and tell me if I'm wrong or not, but it's very purpose-driven. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huge reason, like making a big difference in the world. And that's got to yes. feel amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, there are so many stories, as I said earlier, that will get lost or forgotten if they're not saved. So my my mission, if you like, is to help save as many as I can. And that's why I started my YouTube channel. Um, I, I had some friends or family, more than friends, actually say to me, oh, if you're showing people how to do this on the YouTube channel, aren't you taking away business from yourself? You know, you're teaching people how to, I'm like, I want to save stories and I want, if people want to save their own stories, that's fantastic. I just want people to save their stories um, and record them with video. So I'm very purpose-driven. My mission is to save as many stories, whether it's through they come to me for help or whether they do it themselves. And I also teach courses um, at the local community college. So that's another thing, um, you know, I'm, I'm showing people how to do it, but they there will be things that come back to me. You know, people might come back to me to help them with editing um, or or they might ask me to do a bit of, you know, consulting with them on on how to get started, that sort of thing. But, um, yeah, no, the purpose is to make sure that particularly people in their older years, so the 70s, 80s, 90s, now, are, you know, we're starting to lose those people from our lives. And once they're gone, their stories are gone as well. And so there's a bit of an urgency there. Um, they don't have a digital footprint like we do. You know, we have photographs, we have, well, our children certainly have their whole lives documented on their phones. So, uh, but our grandparents and our parents do not. So, right. yeah, you know, they, have they don't the do selfies. No, no, they have the box of black and white photos. Um, and, and that's the other the other reason for the urgency. Your mum probably knows who's in the photos. And when she's gone, who's yep. going to know who's in the photos? I hear these awful stories of boxes and boxes of photos being thrown out because nobody knows who's in them. Uh -oh. um, and that's so sad. You know, yeah. there's, there's, there's history that's being lost. And that's, yeah. and it's not just history, it's, it's, legacies from families of you know stories from our past stories that can help other people to heal from trauma you know if they know if they understand where their family came from like my grandfather for example was um we used to call him grumpy granddad <laughs> and the reason he was grumpy i now know later years is he lived you know he was a, a world war ii veteran he survived his his um navy ship being torpedoed three times um, so no wonder he was grumpy. The man was suffering from, you know, um, PTSD. So uh, we we just we need to understand our past in order to understand who we are now and and to be able to get on with our futures. Is my belief. So yeah, yeah. So how I does somebody go about it? I you have I think interview questions, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of stuff on my website, movingmemories.nz. Um, so we'll, we'll hook up you to the, in the show notes too, so people sure. can Thank scroll you. down yeah. and see that stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a list of 30 life story questions. There are way more than 30 that you could use, but I have 30 kind of standard life story questions. Um, Some are about, you know, early childhood. Some are about middle part of life. Some are thought provoking questions such as um, would you describe yourself in three words? Those sorts of questions. So, so we, um, I share those on my website. I've also got a downloadable, um, video confidence ebook which has 10 tips on how to get confident on camera so you know simple things like warming up your voice before you start I have some some fun exercises that I share um, and things that perhaps you hadn't thought about that you do need to think about before you jump on video it doesn't have to be you know all the expensive lights and equipment um it doesn't have to be done that way uh, you can you can do video interviews as we're doing here today using likes of zoom and and in fact i do record uh, some family stories um via zoom in this way and we just then intersperse the photos and and stuff in the editing stage so um yeah, there's there's a lot to be a lot to be said for um, using what you have on hand. And that's that's what I try and teach people. Yeah, so it sounds like you are dealing directly with the people that you want to, for them to create their video of memories. So they're, in a way, looking at the questions and then speaking from those questions. They're not really being interviewed because I was thinking, oh, maybe a, a grandchild or a, a grown grandchild or a, a daughter or son would do the interview in kind of a 60 minutes kind of fashion. Well, you could do it that way. You could, I mean, that's how I do it when I work with my clients. But if somebody chooses to work with me, I give them the list of questions and they they select six or eight questions, for example, for a 15 minute video, that would be about right. And then I ask them those questions and they give me the answers in, a, in an interview style. So they could do it that way. Or you could just have the words of the questions coming up on the video screen and then they answer it directly themselves. So they don't they don't have to have someone else involved. It's yeah. quite nice to have someone else involved, but they don't have to. If, and sometimes um, I say to clients that um, want to have their daughter or their son present in the room, I sometimes say to them, I think it's probably better if it's just you and I because people ah. won't always share their deepest feelings if there's someone uh, particularly another family member in the room kind of hold back a bit uh so it's yeah it's interesting and yet others yeah. don't feel comfortable without a person there but but I do find the ones where I'm just me and them I get more I get more golden nuggets as I call it from them that's great so do you yeah. edit these do you yes. is it raw footage or uh no no yeah no I edit them so I put in a you know a, a nice title at the beginning we might we might have uh early childhood photos at the start with dates and times and places if that's provided and then we inter interweave the photos throughout as we're talking about different things you know if we're talking about school days we might have a school photo come up if we're talking about the birth of a child we'll have that child's photo come up I love uh, that I was going to ask you if it was more of a uh you know if you could like have a, a little vignette yeah 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 oh so it's I'll like a personal documentary that they get at the end of the day so the raw footage is taken it's the editing is actually the biggest job um yeah and and I'll put some music behind it and and titles and um, if they want subtitles we can do that as well how long do these end up being uh the majority are between 30 and 40 minutes so mm. and and the reason I mean they could go on longer they're, they're 
there were a couple of people that I interviewed who <laughs> would we would we could have made like two hour documentaries of their of their stories, but we reduced it down because people's attention spans sadly are not so good these days. So um, watching something for more than forty minutes, you probably wouldn't hit your family member probably wouldn't watch for longer than that. So. Some might, but uh, yeah, I, I recommend maximum of 45 minutes in total. Yeah. yeah. What came up for me is what a great thing to have run at a, at a eulogy or as a memory yeah. of, of yeah. somebody. I'm actually they, doing one. Yeah, I'm doing one for that very reason in the next few months um, for somebody who wants, he wants to, to develop it so that he can use it as his eulogy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, can it hit? Yes. Yeah, and I guess the beauty of that is you get you get to share what you want to share at your funeral. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't yeah. have other people saying. You, you know, you can share. Well, this is who I am, and and uh, this is this is what mattered to me in my life. So, yeah, I think I think it's a great thing. Yeah, I've heard of people actually like doing a video on their child's birthday every year. Yeah. And so when they're 18 here, I want you to know what I was thinking, what I was going through. I mean, yeah, something yeah. like that could be Absolutely. so meaningful. And it, yeah, I love that. Well, I do. I say to people, don't wait until you're 70 before you start like, saving your life story, because every decade of your life, different things have happened and your values change, your perspectives change. So I would start recording if, if it was me. I would, looking back at 30 year old me, I really wish I'd recorded some of my life perspectives and values at age 30 when I was living in London, living this crazy life of, you know, I, I was earning a lot of money. I was doing lots of traveling. And, you know, if I, if I just had the foresight then <laughs> to, to record uh, those things, that would have been amazing to look back on. It wasn't each, as easy each then. season of our life, we have different things that we value. Yeah. And, yeah. We would have had yeah. done it a cassette. <laughs> put it on cassette I I know I have a lot of like cassettes from the bands I liked but I don't think I ever spoke on one because I didn't like my voice I was like now I talk so much that it's like doesn't doesn't bother me I I hear people say that people do say that I know yeah um so have you done yours um no okay I will I will I have I've started yeah. Um, I have started and uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really focused on doing my dad's at the moment. So uh, it's, it's just finding the time at, yeah, in between doing client stories, but no, I will. I'm, I'm started on my mum's. I've started on my dad's and I've started on mine. So I've got three kind of sitting. Uh, three. Yeah. It's the home <laughs> yeah. projects. It's like the, the, yeah, the, the shoemakers kids that don't have shoes and yeah. Uh, so your dad has passed, but your mom is still yes. alive. Yes, she is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're making one and kind of after the fact. Yeah. They were together for 55 years. Oh, they were married for 55 years, together for over 60 years. They met when they were 16. Uh, so they were kind of joined at the hip. Um, and so anything that we didn't capture from dad's life in small snippets of video that I have of him um she can kind of fill in the gaps and the cousin who spoke at the funeral um I'm going to get him to read that same speech out and have that in the video as well oh that's nice yeah yeah it was so beautiful 
Yeah. Well, I wish I could talk to you longer, but we need to wrap up. Um, one of the things that I noticed about you is that, which is a little bit similar to me, is that we have to constantly be growing like in some kind of a challenge. Like, I don't know. It sounds like even though you were in a company for 10 years, by the way, Data General, my best friend from college, her husband worked for Data General and he came here <laughs> and she took a class he was training and they that's how they met. Um, oh, but anyways, yeah. So I know Data General because he, he used to work there. But anyways, you know, you stayed at, at there for a while, but you're probably like moving positions, like getting exposed to new things in that 10 years. So, yeah. so you, you keep doing and exposing yourself to new challenges, which I think is great for our spirit. Uh, yeah. And you clearly have been doing a lot. You haven't let your age slow you down. Like a lot of people think uh, <laughs> your brain is still working. Um, and so, and you're so passionate about what you're doing now, where do you see yourself going? Because it's almost like everything has been a stepping stone to the next thing. So mm. there's, this, there's gotta be a next thing, even though you're not focused on that right now. No. Yeah. Um, I did when I, when I initially started moving memories, I had thought about franchising it and getting more and more people involved. And, and that's something that's kind of on my my wish list at some stage whether it's I don't know if it's going to be an official franchise but I'm based in Wellington which in New Zealand you know we, it is a capital city but um, our populations are much smaller so we we need to have really um, make something available across the whole country uh, in New Zealand I would like to have uh, a location in Auckland and Christchurch at other ends of the country as well so yeah, that's that's kind of my dream is to is to get some other videographers um, in those locations to do the same work as I'm doing and to and to get more stories saved that way because there's only me, you know, I can't yeah. <laughs> I can't go and save five million stories. So, well, yeah, and I say be... speak more about it. You know, get there yourself out there as a speaker. I mean, you know, it's yes. it's it's interesting because you know once you have your north star, which you clearly have, it's just like you know, keep going and things are going to come your way and things will yeah. open up for you. And I just yeah. love that. There's never, there's yeah. never really a destination, right? No, there's not. And I'm starting with a, an, a there's an Australian company that um, does training on family history online. And I'm starting working with them from October doing, delivering uh, a course online with them, to teach people how to get started. So but there's lots of, you know, I don't think I'll ever stop teaching this as long as I can um you know and I always encourage people and and I'll probably always record stories for people I yeah I, I also I do some part-time um volunteering as well for a hospice here um and that's something that I can see myself doing more of in the future so um and telling their stories so yeah I had a conversation well, with someone yesterday about it so I'm, I'm excited about helping them too yeah that is that you do such a service it's so great and and then having these cherished memories and something yeah. that you can pull out and yeah. revisit and it's great. My dad he died suddenly and uh, you know we didn't have we don't have a lot of movies or anything of him but I have a recording his last voicemail to me and I still have it and I've saved it and I listen I periodically listen to it because you know it's yeah. his voice I like hearing his voice it yeah. makes me feel yeah. peaceful and happy and 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the thing. The voice is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I mentioned that as one of the benefits of doing video yet, but yeah, voice. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for being here. You seem so sparked and I love to have sparked people and share their <laughs> what they're doing that sparks them. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I I love your channel. So I'm very pleased to be part of this. Yes. And I'm so glad we finally had our time. Yeah. (laughs) No interruptions. No storms. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. Well, let's keep in touch. And yeah, we'll put in the show notes, but moving memories uh, is, I guess you can search on YouTube, right? And find you. Yeah. uh, On YouTube, the channel is actually called Saving Family Memories, Saving, um, which is, yeah, uh, it was there was another channel called Moving Memories. So uh, Saving Family Memories is is the name of the YouTube channel. But my website is movingmemories.nz. NZ. NZ. Is that what it is? NZ. NZ, New Zealand. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Laurie. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.